being a part of something so big and so special and so iconic, it really does, like, to this day, I still get chills, like, thinking about it. This is Run of Show, a podcast devoted to women in events. Run of Show is brought to you by B Floral, an event design and production firm based in New York City. Here we sit down with influential women in the events industry and talk career, event trends, and everything in between. I'm your host, Claudia Kiss. In today's episode, we're sitting down with Adrienne Kiss. Adrienne is an on-air guest host for Dooney and Burke on the Shopping Network QVC. Adrienne also happens to be my sister. Adrienne started her career as an NBC page, working for Saturday Night Live and then Focus Features. She is known for mentoring people interested in getting into media, whether it's behind the scenes or on air. Today, we're going to talk about her journey. Adrienne, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So just to reiterate, Adrienne is my sister, if the last name Kiss didn't already give that away. <laughs> um, and at Be Floral, when we decided to launch this podcast, I just knew that she would make for an incredible guest. And here she is. Oh, thank you. So Addie, um, I also call Adrienne Addie, if anyone <laughs> needed to know that. Can you tell us a little bit about your career journey from when you first moved to New York City? I think as your sister, I know most of the steps, but I would love for you to fill in any gaps that I might not know. Absolutely. I'd be really happy to revisit that because um, it really has been such a journey. When I was still in college, uh, through a family friend, I had the incredible opportunity to um, apply for an internship at David Letterman. And for all you young kids out there, he's no longer on CBS. It's now Stephen Colbert, but it is the it was the Late Show with David Letterman, just such an iconic New York show. Um, so I got the internship. It was a very, very intense interview process. Um, came up to New York, kind of thought, oh, I could never live in New York City. It's so intense. But the internship was the most exciting experience that I had had thus far in my life. So I just knew when the internship ended at the end of the summer and I was going into my senior year that I just, I had to live in New York. I had to work for the entertainment industry. I was so hungry. I literally would have, you know, done anything to get here. So literally my parents were like, we can help you with your first month's rent. And, you know, we hope you secure some interviews. And literally, I just moved up here, didn't blink an eye after graduation. It was probably like three weeks after graduating. And luckily enough, because of the great connections I got from Letterman, I was able to get an interview for the NBC Page program, which is so hard to get into. I was just sure that I had just like bombed the interview process. And I can tell you a little bit more about what that was like if anyone's curious, because, you know, it really is like so nice to know what you're getting into if anybody out there is thinking of, you know, trying to be an NBC Page. But yeah, like so that was kind of my trajectory out of college and into New York. Did you know that you wanted to go into media or TV? You know, I didn't. I... Well, you, I mean, sis, where we grew up was so incredibly rural. I didn't really have any exposure as to what the quote unquote entertainment industry was other than I think I went to, you know, tour the local news station and I was like, oh, this is, (laughs) this is not as glamorous as they make it seem. Um, But yeah, so I knew I wanted to do something creative, but that's why I think internships are so powerful is because it was just this summer of just like being exposed to things I never, ever would have like known from our, you know, home in Abingdon, Virginia, that that's what it was like. For sure. Man, yeah, it it's def- was definitely a wake-up call mm-hmm. moving from Abingdon to here. <laughs> so I read somewhere that getting into the NBC Page program is harder than getting into Harvard. What was that interview process like, and what do you think that you did that made you stand out from the crowd? Yeah, I had read the same statistic. It's really hard to get into the program. I think part of it is because um, if for people who want to work in media, they know what a huge stepping stone it is. And I mean, for me, it really was just, it kind of changed my whole career trajectory. Um, So basically, you know, you need to 
submit your application. It's, I don't remember, it's pretty boilerplate. You know, I remember having to write some essays and, you know, obviously send your grades past internship experience. Then you have a one-on-one interview with someone who's kind of an admin in the program. Um, you know, and I will say for, you know, what was I at the time? 21 when I first interviewed it was such an overwhelming experience because it's like, tell me about a time you've been challenged in your life. And I'm like, I'm 21. <laughs> I have no experience. Uh, exams? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so after that, they really, you know, it's a few months you have to wait and it's a, you know, gut-wrenching few months. But a few months after that, they bring you in for a group interview. So it's a panel of other senior people at NBC and it's you and other potential pages. And it's basically like very performative. You had to um, kind of just give a talk as to like why you should be an NBC page. In front of the, your competition? Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That's so like mean. I know. And I and now I see why they did it because uh, I, I know we'll get into this, but the majority of what you do as a page is give tours of the NBC studios to tourists who've paid like $20 and it's really cool because they get to go behind the scenes and you get to be like their interaction like the face of NBC because it's not like they're they're meeting Katie Couric like you know right <laughs> they're being toured by a page so anyway I see back now at the interview process that that's why they wanted to see like is this person you know comfortable speaking in front of others for sure oh my god that's really <laughs> exciting so is it anything like Kenneth from 30 Rock honestly yes like we were all <laughs> such nerds I mean we my poor other pages like I was the biggest nerd because I was just so excited it was one of the most exciting times of my life but yes like everyone wears the blue uniforms oh my gosh I remember so I get there and they're like on our first day of work and I'm like well go pick out your uniforms these were like highly flammable thick polyester uniforms that were just sitting in the bottom of this closet like they just smelled like everybody who had worn them before and like I was a pretty small kid back then like I still like you know I, I, whatever size I was, but the dress was like, I think at least six sizes too big. So it was just this like big tent. Anyway, they, they did pay for tailoring, which was nice. But the bad thing was, is we worked six days a week. So it was really important to tour on weekends and anybody out there who gets dry cleaning done, it, you, there's no same day dry cleaning. So we all, and you had you one the uniform, ma- we had one uniform and like do the so math. So you never washed it basically. So bad. It's crazy. Isn't I can't believe crazy? that you just picked out your outfit that you're going to wear for the next several months out of like a big <laughs> literally a year used pile a used pile of clothes these yeah. are the things they don't tell you about <laughs> that's true so now you are well now i know that they um nbc has a deal with brooks brothers like come on like, and <laughs> am i right to say that back when you were an nbc page which was what year 2000 2006 oh, oh that's right you grew okay. yeah 2006, so 2006 but the women still had to wear dresses dresses and skirts they yep. had not and had pants yet. Pants and they're they look so sharp. But that's like crazy. when I walk into Rockefeller Center, I'm like, mm. yeah. But it was 2006. This isn't. It wasn't like an archaic time. That you <laughs> could not wear pants. That and you is- had to wear navy shoes, which were really hard to find at the time. And you, if you wore tights, they had to be navy. Also very hard to find. Ooh, I can just like smell that uniform <laughs> right now. I can't do. Terrible. <laughs> and I know. So when you were at NBC, one of your assignments, which I think was the most coveted assignment, was um, Saturday Night Live. Was that as glamorous as we all want it to be? Honestly, yes. Oh, really? <laughs> it was like, oh, it was like a dream come true. And I will say for anyone you know who's out there and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, like it just seems so magical. I will say it really is like, I have chills even thinking about it now, like when the music goes up and the lights go up and it really is 1135 on a Saturday night that they go live. Um, getting to just be a part of that in such a small way. I mean, I 
would escort VIP guests from down at the elevator bank up to their seats because I think they just, you know, like when Peyton Manning hosted, like his wife got an escort. Oh, she was so sweet. So that's all I did. It's not like I like did anything glamorous on the show. You but weren't just, like running the camera, camera A. Or, right. Or, or like or like the head writer's like, Adrian, could you look over these scripts before we go live? But the, I'm, what I'm trying to say, though, is just being a part of something so big and so special and so iconic, it really does. Like to this day, I still get chills like thinking about it. That's amazing. So your job was escorting basically celebrities, VIP guests. Do you have any like good celebrity their, gossip that you can seats. tell Ooh, us? That's a good question. Well, the other awesome thing I got to do was as one of the escorts, we left the show a little early to go set up the after party. And then we would seat the VIPs at the after party. Oh, that's amazing. Like, such a great job. And <laughs> now was... you're jogging my memory. So there was an, there's always an after party after SNL, which ends at 1 a.m. And then... No, SNL ends at 1 a.m. That's what the I'm after saying. after party starts... Oh, sorry. Yeah. The after party starts at like 1.30 a.m. Then there's an after after party, which you need a password to get into. I was like 22. I just moved up from Abby. I'm like, is this real life? <laughs> Skittles. And then you get into like Tao or what? Uh, actually, <laughs> seriously, I think it was like Jello something once. Yeah. Wasn't it always a food? I don't know how It was I always a food and it things. was always related in some way to the host, but it was like not in, in, not in a, you know, that you would instantly guess it kind of way. Got it. All right. Well, that's clever. Um, so you were at NBC, SNL, you worked on a different a lot of different assignments. And that was before the Me Too movement obviously came into fruition. Do you ever look back at your time there in media and think, oh man, I know so much more now or things are just in a bigger and better light? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm so thankful to people who spoke up and that started the Me Too movement because, you know, I think as a woman, it's really hard to know that things still haven't changed but when I look back at even 2006 what was that wow 14 years ago you know it was it was a different time and I think that there was definitely a power imbalance that I hope you know I don't work at NBC Universal anymore um, but I really hope that it's changed since I was there you know it's hard it's hard to look back Uh, I know hindsight's 2020 but it is hard to think things that maybe we thought were normal at the time aren't normal. And even today, like in our work environments, like will we have daughters one day that'll say, I can't believe it was like that. For sure. I think I even look back on work that I had five, six, seven, eight years ago. And you and I have discussed this because we've actually worked together before of remember when that guy would say this to me or say, oh, you reminded me of this person on TV. And it was like a bikini model. And it's like, right. I don't think so you could say that anymore. Or you couldn't say that then, but you did. And we were just like, shrug. Yeah, we'd be like, oh, it's something you know juicy to gossip about after work. And now it's like, he, he would have been fired for that comment, right? Yeah. If only. Um, <laughs> So now your role is as an on-air guest host for QVC with the brand Dooney and Burke. You've been on-air at QVC for eight years now. Yeah. And previously with Isaac Mizrahi and then Josie Moran Cosmetics. What has been the most surprising aspect of being on live television? You know, I would say, and I used to think this back at NBC as well, like, okay, when I talked about SNL, Saturday Night Live, and how glamorous it was, it was partly just because of it was like this institution and, you know, you're creating art. But the thing about television and the entertainment industry, and I think you all would agree with the events industry as well, it really isn't as glamorous as you would think. And it's not as, it's not as busy and bustling. Like, so when I first saw, it was Brian Williams at the time was hosting the NBC Nightly News. It just seems like watching at home, it would be this huge production. He was alone in a room with a robotic camera. 
and that was like the that's that was the number one news show and you know what I mean so it's like at QVC and I think you've experienced this when you've been with me it's very quiet you know that you're going live into like millions of house maybe millions hundreds of thousands of households I <laughs> do my own horn. but like you know you you do have that viewership of millions of people and it's just this quiet serene set there's a few camera people for QVC because they have to get closer angles, but some of the cameras can be operated by robots. It's it's just not that hustle and bustle, I think, that you know, years ago I would have guessed about. Or I think that even TV that's about TV or movies makes it always seem like, go, 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 people are talking, blah, but really exactly. at QVC, when I visited you, it's incredibly quiet. Quiet, corporate setting. I mean, when you go backstage, it's cool. All the lights and the cameras and the sets are just beautiful. But yeah, it, it, you're right. I think uh, sometimes it's portrayed differently than it than it is. So I, you know, I know a little bit about your job on QVC for Dooney and Burke, but can you tell everyone what exactly it is that you do? Sure, absolutely. So QVC has such an incredible business model. They basically, they have a team of hosts who work solely for QVC and, you know, the public, like people who watch QVC really get, they connect with these hosts and they value their opinions and they follow them on all social media. So the hosts are some of the smartest men and women I've ever met in my life. They can talk about anything. They're just, I just am in awe of their talent. So the way QVC is sets up the way that they kind of sell to their viewers is the host is the host of the show. And as a guest, you come on as a brand expert. So I work for Dooney and Burke. It's I'll have been there in two years in October. So, you know, I've worked really closely with the team at Dooney just to make sure I know everything about leather and coated cotton and the different types of, you know, ways of treating leather and the the different ways to describe bags. So the host, even though I think these hosts probably know more about, you know, Dooney and Burke than I do, that she says, you know, Adrian, why don't you tell me about pebble leather? Why should I be, you know, why should I invest in a Dooney and Burke bag? So it really is this like beautiful dance of like, kind of romancing a product, letting the viewer at home like picture it on picture the bag on her arm or picture her going to her daughter's graduation and having that beautiful new handbag. Um, so it really is. I'm in awe of the business model. I think it's great. I think, you know, with every industry we're all trying to adapt to just kind of the shift in the way people shop and the way people watch TV and the way people consume media. Um, so it's interesting to be a part of that as well. But you know, it's still working it's still incredible to hear you get to hear the sales in your ear if you've ever seen the movie joy i will say they did a really nice job of you know a lot of that was very true as what it's like to be on air on on qvc do you ever get numbers hungry hearing or seeing your sales go up and then that like motivates you to sell better yes it's really really fun so you have what's called an ifb in your ear which that's the way that the um i think it's called like something, something feedback, I don't <laughs> but, uh, but basically it's the way for the director and the producer to talk to you. And so you've got up, up at the control room, you have someone, you know, obviously controlling the camera shots, but then you have someone who's looking at the phone and they can see spikes in sales. And so say, Oh, big spike in the red bag, big spike in the red bag. And you get, you do get that little oh, of excitement. And, and then you talk about the red bag. You talk about the red bag. Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you ever slipped up you I'm I know you've never cursed but some hosts have I've watched YouTube videos of it and it's oh very gosh, funny it's so funny <laughs> there was one host she's like a pro she hosts the morning show and people call in and you know it's always the big fans who call in so this woman calls in she's like, oh you know Leah I just love you I love your bag and then you hear a little commotion in the background and she's yelling at her kids and the woman says can't you tell I'm on the bleeping phone <laughs> And there's no delay at QVC. So the host just smiles, kind of, you know, 
nods her heads like, and that's how you know we're live. Oh, that's <laughs> really so funny. good. I, I think my problem is I say, oh my God, when I get excited. And I think some people don't like to t- take the Lord's name in vain. So I do try to correct myself and say, oh my gosh. That's good. All right. So like little <laughs> little things that you tweak to be a little bit more TV presentable. Exactly. Especially for yeah. your audience. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever said anything that was untrue or had a slip up that you were kicking yourself for? <laughs> Yes, I don't do really well with questions that I don't, I'm not prepped in advance. Like, I don't know, like I've just lied about my favorite Christmas song because I couldn't remember my favorite Christmas okay, song. That's not terribly bad. Claudia's eyes went wide like she was expecting something really juicy. And then too, there's just been so many awkward moments because I'm just generally an awkward person. So I don't know why I chose to work in live television. But once this really seasoned, another seasoned host, I hadn't been on with her yet. And I... She says, oh, okay, well, you know, we're wrapping up our hour together. And she says, thank you so much, Adrian. It was wonderful working with you. And I was like, thank you. And then she kind of paused for a second, probably because she was having a producer in her ear. And her pause made me think that I needed to go. <laughs> so I just walked out of the shot. And if you've ever seen anyone, like, walk out of a live camera shot, it looks so awful. And, and then as I'm walking out, I'm like, where do I go? Where do I go? And she's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so bad. That's really bad. Yeah. But I didn't get fired, so. That's good. <laughs> and I feel like QVC is 24-7 pretty much, so so many things happen well, every day. Well, one of the I'm juiciest sure. things is to, like, Google QVC bloopers. Oh, which I, I have I have with you many times. Mm-hmm. So on Run of Show, we talk a lot about the event industry. The definition of the term Run of Show is an item-by-item sequence of events that will happen within a show. I feel like there are a lot of similarities between the Run of Show for an event that we have and the run of show for a live television taping. So what's a typical day like for you at the studio when you arrive? Sure, yeah, and I think you're right to draw those comparisons. Definitely a lot of similarities between, you know, live television and the events industry. So, you know, when you check in, it's not like a normal nine to five day. It's not like everyone, you know, in the production side of QVC shows up at nine. You know, it's we tape, we're live from um, 7 a.m. until 3 a.m. So at any time you could be checking in um, with the operations desk, and that's basically kind of the hub of you know where all the action happens and then all of the studios behind the operations desk there's where they do their filming there's all amazing kind of sets there's a garage set for windshield wiper things there's a guard a beautiful garden set so anyway i sell handbags so what i want to first do is go check on my inventory make everything's make sure everything's there then you want to check in with your producers and i will say i have and just like from a woman to woman, I am so incredibly empowered by some of the producers I work with. It really is so so amazing to watch people who are good at what they do. And QVC itself is like a very, you know, female-centric environment, which I re- I mean, there's amazing guys that work there too, but I'm just always impressed by how incredible it is, like what, how much it takes to put on a live show and just some of these young people who I just really look up to doing the production work. So I just want to chat with them and they ask you kind of what call outs you want that are going to help your sales. So, oh, well, this is a one time only feature. So let's really focus on that. And then you want to prep your bags. You want to make sure everything looks really good. Then you want to go into hair and makeup, which again, what a treat. It's such, that's like the glamorous part of the job, because even if you feel like, oh, I look schlubby today, slap on those false eyelashes and it's just a world of difference. Um, and a lot of, I mean, one of the hardest things I think is just the waiting around. And as we mentioned earlier, it's like, you know, a lot of things aren't as glamorous as people would have them seem. And so, you know, a lot of it is just waiting around. You meet with your host, you meet with your producer, and then you're like, okay, I'm going live in three hours. Um, so you really want to make sure you get your energy up. And as I said, the hours are very long. So you really do. I mean, you want to 
take care of yourself, like drink a lot of water, make sure when you're not there, you're trying to catch up on sleep. Um, but then when it goes live, like that's the really fun part. That's the part that really jazzes me up. See, there's a clock right on the monitor screen that you can see. So you can see how long your cell is, make sure you're hitting all your points. And the hosts do a wonderful job of kind of keeping, you know, keeping the pace and, and, and keeping the cell going. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's really an interesting atmosphere to be in. I love going with you. It is. Yeah. It's very fun. So at the end of each episode, we like to talk about industry news, trends, and overall events. So is there a memorable event that you have attended either, you know, during your time at NBC or even for QVC that you could tell us about? You know, I will say after I graduated the PAGE program, they had a really special party of pages, like current pages and then former pages like me, where they honored Regis Philbin for his time at NBC. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, like I had the chance to be around a lot of really talented people and a lot of like kind of juicy celebrities as a page and you have to act cool. But, you know, something about being around Regis and seeing him honored because so he was a page. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Oh, my what year? Like probably when it first started. No, I, I need to, I, I should look back and see when he was a page, but yeah, he is, he was a page. So he gave this amazing speech and we're all there and there's like still the little baby young pages there in uniforms. And then I'm there with like my class of pages, people like my friend Pat, and then there's people in their fifties there. It was, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm getting emotional even talking about it. Just what an incredible program and just feeling like Regis Philbin did this and this is something I got to do. And then, of course, it was hosted in uh, 30 Rockefeller. So it was just even even being in that iconic space was really special. That's amazing. It definitely being an NBC page throws you into the ranks of Regis Philbin, apparently and clearly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, one other funny like page tidbit, I don't know. Um, So the show 30 Rock, which I think is a lot of people's reference point for the PAGE program, uh, came out kind of as I was ending the program. And I remember seeing Tina Fey interviewed about it. And they, someone said, you know, be real, like, Kenneth the page, like, who did you base that on? She's like, I'm not kidding. I based it on like all the pages I would see when I was, she was head writer at Saturday Night Live and all the pages she interacted with. She kind of like did just like a combination of a lot of different people and created Kenneth. And I was like, yep, sounds about right. Pretty good representation, right? Exactly. (laughs) All right. So tell me your most surprising celebrity encounter, whether it's bad or good or anything that took you (laughs) off guard. Well, I will say we mentioned earlier when I was an escort um, which sounds a little oh, like... I was like, maybe you I want to clarify that. <laughs> Talent escort? <laughs> no, Dad's going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Dad, I had to make ends meet. They page program only paid 10 bucks an hour. Um, but yeah, we were called talent escorts um, because we would just escort VIPs upstairs. But I will say, and I've told you this story, but I was so incredibly charmed by Peyton Manning's wife. He was hosting the show. He's such he's himself is a sweet guy and she just got online with the rest of like the ruffians like trying to wait for standby tickets and then someone realized who she was and like you know quickly quickly like gets her to the front of the line and she's like oh i'm sorry i didn't want to be a bother i'm like your husband is hosting the show your husband is peyton manning i was so impressed and then another encounter that really struck me was i did see joan rivers at qvc and it was like meeting it was like seeing an icon and she had her dogs with her like they don't even let people bring their kids back like no kids are allowed in qbc and this woman is like holding these two fluffy dogs and it was just yeah it kind of made my day that is incredible (laughs) i remember once when i was visiting you at snl and i watched the show in 
someone's dressing room. I guess it was Jason Sudeikis and mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde was in there. I just couldn't concentrate on anything except for Olivia Wilde in her. front of me. Oh, yeah, you were with me. I just didn't even remember you were there. I was just sitting <laughs> the there. The power of celebrity Watching folks. Olivia Wilde, and any time that she would turn, I would then pretend to be watching the show, and then when she would move, I'd look back to looking you and at me her. both. I remember what she I was wearing. She I hope she never hears this. Knows. She was perfect. <laughs> she smelled good. Anyway. Okay, good. Yeah. Thanks, we're, thanks uh, for divulging a bit. Yeah, no, it's fun. I could, I could talk celebrity gossip all day. Good it's thing it's so um, 10 in the morning and not you know, happy hour, then we would just be like spilling over. That's very true. Adrian, this was super fun. I know you're my sister and I know a lot about you, but I did learn a few new things and I think that everyone else listening did. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast. Thank you. you. (laughs) And thanks everyone for joining us today. We hope that you tune in again. You can find our podcast run of show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at BeefLaurelNYC.